All right. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good day to you, wherever you may be. My name is Jacob Norling, and welcome to my podcast next year. I am a senior play-by-play broadcaster at Westmont College, and for me, getting a front-row seat to some of the greatest athletes that Westmont has to offer has inspired me to pursue a platform outside of broadcasting that allows me to get more in-depth and more personal with, in my opinion, some of Westmont's greatest protagonists. And today we get to have a video call with some of our favorite Westmont athletes, our favorite pair of brothers, the Reed brothers, Simon and Bailey, the best pitching and catching duo we've seen at Westmont in recent memory. So without further ado, with Simon and Bailey, off we go with next year. All right. How we doing, guys? How's it going, Jake? Good to be doing here. Doing good. Doing good. Doing real good. So, man? Just tell me, how, how's the, the day-to-day going? Simon, it was your birthday today, right? It is my birthday. Big old 19. All right. Big 1-9 on the 19th. Golden year. Right on. How does, how does one celebrate a 19th birthday under these circumstances? Uh, it's been good so far. Um, had some sweet breakfast. Uh, woke up to a nice loud music from bailey in my room uh that was nice um then i uh had some nice cinnamon rolls bacon opened some sweet presents uh lululemon some clothes Ooh, right on nice, uh, nice. got some i uh, got a sweet necklace from my girlfriend uh nice. right on uh yeah it was cool and she made this super cool poster she drove around the neighborhood and like got all my friends to sign it saying happy birthday so very Aww. quarantine-esque style birthday present. Super cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's adorable. On the New Guys <laughs> episode on Zante, I think you were the only one talking about a loved one that didn't make me really cringe. Oh, it I appreciated that. No, it, it didn't. <laughs> awesome. Because everything after Brady's was fine because Brady's was tough to listen to. Yeah, that was, was funny. Just, that was funny. The whisper lean in, it got me. It, it got me to just hit that, like, <laughs> skip 15 seconds and get four or five times. Oh, it was so awkward, dude. <laughs> oh, I know, man. I, I, so I wanted to jump right into, I guess, everything going down last month and, you know, basically everything hitting the fan with baseball season coming to an end. And for Bailey, that signifying the end of your Westmont career, I guess, where were you guys during those few days during spring break and what was it like? Just in general, the feeling. Uh, I mean, during spring break, we were all there as a team. We had um, practices that week and games scheduled uh, that weekend as well. Um, we were all practicing on, like, I think Thursday it was, and we had a, a team meal that night. And um, we were getting calls. Coach Ruth was getting calls all day from, like, uh, like the Vanguard coach. We did a series coming up. I think um, kind of about actually, rain, like, rainouts for the weekend. Like, we might not even be able to play just because of rainouts. Mm. Um, and then – that night, we got, like, all the Twitter notifications about the NBA being suspended. And then um, it kind of got crazy from there. We were all together during that at our uh, dinner. And then um, I think the next day, uh, the GSAC got suspended for two weeks. So that was kind of – that was tough to hear. But um, at that point, we were all pretty hopeful it would come back in two weeks maybe. And um, I think mm-hmm. by, like, that Monday or Tuesday, um, we yeah. found out it was all, everything was canceled and it was over. So kind of tough. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yesterday would have been senior day. And I think yesterday was the day that it hit me the most because like, you know, not to 
not to be selfish about it, but that would have been my my senior day too, is a way to put it. So yeah. it was like like there's been a few days that have been harder than others, and yesterday was one of them. Just picturing, you know, we should have been celebrating, yeah. you know, and the way I saw, probably have already clinched a GSAC regular season title, Ooh. and <laughs> looking to maybe get a nod in that opening round and get the head to Lewiston, but. You know, it is what it is, and I guess you – know, so, Simon, what's that like for you having your first year of college ball come to an end like that? I don't know. It's super weird because I guess technically I'm still a freshman next year, technically, yeah. but I don't know. Or I, <laughs> I don't know if it's only senior eligibility back. Everyone. Everyone. So, I guess technically I can still be a freshman, but I don't know how long I'm going to play. But I was super bummed. I wish it, it just literally would have happened right after Vanguard because I wanted to play them so bad. That oh, was I know. Though. I have never seen NAIA Twitter beef like the week it was going down. Oh, that was epic. Yeah, that was, that was epic. epic Twitter beef. That was beef. for sure epic Twitter beef. I couldn't even tell if it was lighthearted or not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, they came at Some me a lot. Like, I mean, I didn't see any of their names on the like all NAIA first team. So I guess weird. <laughs> I don't know why they can come at me like that. <laughs> no, I think you are literally the last guy and probably the entire NAIA to go at. Like you don't like you don't see big leaguers even talking shit to the guys that are throwing up our nineties. I don't know why kids that probably have problems with a mid eighties fastball are coming at you. So that was yeah, I don't know. that was pretty interesting. It even got me off my because for the most part I, I, I stay on my Twitter just retweeting Dodger stuff and hopeful sports stuff. Oh, yeah. that, that, got my, that got my thumbs love going too. Love for retweets. Yeah. Yeah. We saw you in there. We saw you backing us up. Let's go. Yeah, I try to have as much pride for for the team as I can. It makes me feel like I'm a part of it. Uh, I think my favorite part was um, pitcher from San Diego Christian. Uh, he uh, he's like, if we face you in playoffs, I would have one hit y'all again. And like, <laughs> it was so brutal. One, I did get the hit off him. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, then yeah. Bailey just responds, "Who are you?" <laughs> I don't know who that is. Exactly. I got tons of likes. <laughs> Yeah. And also, we swept San Diego Christian, I believe, right? Or was that the game four no, that we no, lost? That was three one. He, that was he the got game. the win against us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Dude, that is, I think, the proof of just a bad teammate when a guy is bragging about his one win in a four game series. <laughs> like you can't talk if that happens. Exactly. Man. So I. Uh, okay. We'll uh, turn back the clock a little bit. Just talk <laughs> about growing up and playing. It's like, how much did you guys actually get to play together? when you were growing up? Because I was thinking about just the way that age and leagues are divided up, and I can't imagine it was too often. Um, we played together, I think, in the same game uh, one time in our lives before college, um, and it was my senior year of high school. Uh, Simon was a freshman at Palos Verdes High School, and he got uh, called up for a fall game, I think, a fall yeah. game on varsity uh, against Culver City. And um, that year, I was I was third baseman for our team that year. And um, once in a while, I would go on the mound and just, like, puck it as hard as I could in the fall game. So the coach let me do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Simon caught the last inning of that game. So I actually pitched to him in high school once in a fall game. And that All was right it. On. Wow. Man, so I think I'm going to take this chronologically just so we can kind of fill in the blank. So, Bailey, talk to me about how you're getting to West Smart and the whole – you know, infamous Coach Kugul quote, or I guess famous Coach Kugul quote. I want to hear that from your <laughs> point of view because I've heard it from him. I even wrote a little bit about it in my article. But what was the, you know, training camp to where you are now at Westmont? Yeah, so uh, I got uh, noticed by Westmont when I was at a camp in, like, San Diego um, by Coach Calhoun, who was one of the old coaches here. And he got me out to a couple camps at Westmont. And then I went to uh, a um, – 
think it was like a three-day camp here at Westmont. And on the last day and the last inning of the last inner squad, they're like, hey, Bailey, you want to try and throw an inning? And I was like, yeah, mm. sure. Because like they, they knew I had a good arm from third. So they threw me on the mound. I was like sitting 87, 88 as like this high school senior who <laughs> never pitches. And right then and there, Coach Reese looked at Coach Kugel looked at Coach Reese and said, "This kid will never play third base for us mm-hmm. because they knew for right then I'm going to be a pitcher." And then, come the fall, I was a third baseman slash pitcher, pitching like once a week maybe. And then, um, opening like our first like uh, game day like preseason in January, where we played a uh, outside opponent for like, on like a Friday or Saturday maybe, and coaches wanted to treat it like a game so we could see what it's like. Um, mm-hmm. I asked Coach Kagul, I'm like, hey, do you want me to be with the position players or the pitchers today? Like, how should I do this? Because I'm, like, still a two-way. He said, okay, just stick with the pitchers for today. See how that's like. So I was a PO for that day. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just do pitching stuff. So I shagged in the outfield first time. I didn't feel, I didn't hit in any of the groups. And then on that next Monday, I come into uh, the, the practice, and I check the hitting groups. And my name is not on the hitting groups, and I'm just not there. <laughs> so I take this as, like, a, okay, they don't want me to hit anymore. Like a, like a little like a subtle nod. So I'm like, okay. And then two weeks goes by, I think of me just being a PO and no one has really said anything to me. And then we're all throwing one day behind uh, the dugout where we used to do fly balls. And Rob Hill is like, Hey Bailey, you hit anymore? <laughs> and uh, everyone looks at me and I'm like, like I make like a face and then they all look at coach Google and he's, he, he makes a face at me like, no, you're not, you're not hitting anymore. And then <laughs> never hit again. <laughs> now I'm curious, like, honestly, could you hit? Oh, Oh, <laughs> I can hit. <laughs> yeah? I, I, I would say that I am not the best. I can't really hit in game like, pitching like that well. Like, I'll be like a 200, 250 hitter. Like, if I got, I could, probably could have gotten better. But, like, ever since I learned how to pitch, I learned how to use my body a lot better. So, actually, the other day, I hit 97 miles per hour exit below off a tee with a wood bat. Like, I can, like, <laughs> I, I can, I can swing it, but, like, I can't I hit it if it's not, like, if it's moving relatively hard. You are one of the biggest reasons that I wish we had NL rules in the GSEC because I would love to see like a tie game ninth inning. You just come on and just, you know, immaculate inning and then lead off the bottom of the ninth and just take three huge swings trying to poke one down the left field line. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I've hit – we've had pitchers beat once in a while, and every time we've done I think I've hit a couple home runs each time, and that's like the most out of the pitching staff. So, I believe it. Yeah. All right. So, talk to me about – Development with pitching at West Mountain Driveline. Speaking of Rob Hill, was he one of the guys that got you to really buy into that? Was it Coach Kagul? I guess how did you go from you know that Bailey Reed to this Bailey Reed? Um, yeah. So Rob came when he came a couple years before I got there, and he brought Driveline uh like with him kind of to mm. West Mountain. And Coach Kagul bought into it once Rob got there. Um, and then my freshman year is when we first first fully implemented the Driveline protocol and. From then on, I just fell in love with it. Like everything, learning how to train, always learning new things, getting better at each individual like drill, figuring out how your body moves through space called proprioception. Like just figuring out little things about your body to make yourself better. Like knowing that you can always get better using that type of stuff. And then Rob was a huge help to me. He like took me under his wing. I look at him as like an older brother type of figure. Like he completely like changed the way I perceive my training. Like he got me into the the way I train now. Like I just like I just go head down train and I just like see how good I can get kind of um but yeah it's been it's been a pretty cool ride uh le- like seeing how far I've come from it and um I'm forever grateful for driveline for that but especially Rob and coach Kagul for that Yeah man how crazy is it that coach Kagul and Rob a couple major league affiliate employees now and I like, guess cool is it coach Kagul you know being a minor league 
pitching coach. To me, it's the craziest thing seeing Rob suit up in a Dodgers jersey with the number 18 on it. Because that's a number oh, yeah. that, like, you know, they're, they're not just throwing a random number on his back. Like, that's a, that's a number. And, that's you know, number. seeing him in, in pictures with guys like Oral Hershiser and in the background of, like, oh, Kenley yeah. Jansen's bullpen, I'm like, I had fit for life with that guy. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy to think, man. Like, I was saying just last week with Tim Hyduke, I think we're in the golden era of Westmont sports just with guys like you and then a soccer guy, Lalo Delgado, playing professionally. And you have yeah. guys like Hill and, Kagul putting baseball on the map. It's just, it's a pretty cool yep. time. I feel like, you know, a few yeah. years ago, Westmont wasn't this kind of, you know, athletic place, but people like you have really changed that culture. People like Rob and Coach Kagul. So pretty exciting times. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Simon, talk career. to me about how, my bad. Simon, talk to me about high school and how, how well you were doing and the recruiting process and how you ultimately became a Westmont warrior. <clears throat> um, so, well, I went to PV High, Palos Verdes with Bailey, freshman year, and then I was there sophomore year, and I, we're both pretty late growers, so I was still pretty small, and I didn't have as good as arm as Bailey, so I didn't necessarily get looked at as much, probably, mm-hmm. but uh, then I moved to McKinney, Texas, where we are right now, my junior year, uh, McKinney Boyd High School, and I still was more in contact with schools in California because I played on a travel ball team called GBG and that was just really good for exposure and then obviously I knew Westmont and I visited Westmont a few times just like when Bailey moved in and when like he would play and then I went to a few camps there and they obviously like knew I was a little brother and they liked me so that was good and then I went on like a they invited me to uh, just solo, like to stay with a yeah, student. Like an overnight. Yeah, I stayed with Dylan's son, uh, and that was good. Um, and then eventually we just like about, I think it was November of my senior year, I was talking to, like a few schools, but like I wouldn't really want, like those schools compared to Westmont, I feel like it was just like Westmont was head and heels over above mm-hmm. the other schools I was talking to. Uh, and... Then I talked to Ruiz on the phone, and it was done then and there. And then, yeah, uh, no one really knew Westmont, uh, where I, I'm from in McKinney. So actually, one of my really good friends, Parker Zarbaugh, who was the shortstop for, at my high school, actually is going to play at Westmont next year. Uh, he committed. Like, yeah, he committed a few months ago. Oh, and right also, on. Yeah, and also my friend Daniel Johnson, who's okay. an outfielder from Palos Verdes, who's like, I've known him since I was four years old. Really good, good family friends. He's also come into Westmont, so I hooked them up, and they're going to room together. I think. So wow, pretty super sick. Cool, small world stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. we're spreading out the Westmont community. Yeah, for the, for the heck it's yeah, they have a family tree starting with Bailey, basically spreading to your homies now on the other side. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, yeah. I had grown up only an hour away from Westmont, and I didn't know it existed until I was eighteen years old. So it's. Funny just yeah. how small the community is, but once you get inside, it makes you really notice how small the world is. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool yeah. stuff. I uh, I want to talk about this last fall and kind of coming into the spring with Simon. How do you, or I guess the process of becoming you know, a true freshman starting catcher, what was that competition like? And when did you kind of, I guess, realize that that was going to be your job? Uh, I didn't really know going like into the year I was going to get the opportunity. But I don't know. I just kind of played 
Uh, in the fall, I just kind of did my thing. Uh, I think we have a really good catching group. We're all pretty good friends, and uh, we don't, definitely have some competition in the back of our minds, I think. Uh, and we get along really well, and we we push each other. Um, coach Auntie's the GOAT. Uh, he's a great co coach. Um, we put in work in the uh, off season, fall. And, yeah, I, I believe it was the the meeting going into winter break. Uh Coach Reese and all the coaches have had meetings together, and he just sort of, we sat down. They told me that we think you're going to be the starter, um, but obviously things should change, but just don't, like, walk around like I'm the starter. Don't think mm -hmm. you have everything won, you know? So I had to keep working hard, keep playing, uh, and, yeah, hopefully good thing I had a good year, so that was fun. Yeah, how about that? I guess like before we'll dive into, you know, the sentimental getting to play together as brothers stuff. I want to talk about your bat because I didn't think that you could swing it as much as you did just based on the eye test on opening day. Because I think you ran into some bad lucks or bad looks early, but like hitting over 300, you hit a couple bombs. I think the one that really stood out to me was the left on left turning in high and inside. Yeah. So how was it poking a few bombs out on Russ Carr this year? Oh, that was sweet. Uh, I only had two, but. The Oklahoma Wesleyan homer, that was probably the farthest ball I've ever hit. Uh, yeah. I knew it was gone off the bat. I'm not very good at, like, knowing, like, deadly bat flip stuff. I sprinted out of the box. Yeah. And I swear <laughs> that was, like, the thing work hard. Oh, yeah, because if that hits the wall, you're probably <laughs> getting hosed at second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be brutal. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> but that was sweet. But I kind of struggled at the beginning of the year. I think I definitely had some barrels that just got caught. Mm. Uh I was a walk machine at the beginning of the year too. Big time walk. I yeah. like big OBP guy. In the first six games, bro, it was hitting crazy. like two seventy on base percentage in like four fifty area. <laughs> yeah, I think I literally I think my homer was my first homer was my second hit of the year. Yep, and mm -hmm. I, the other one was like a dinker. So, anyways, but that's that lefty homer. That was sweet. That was a sweet yeah, that was dope. Uh, that, that was sweet. that one caught that me off guard. And the video looking back on it, I feel bad just because I thought like. There is no way. So it was a pretty delayed call on my part because, but it's fun to be shocked in the booth too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all right. That was crazy. That guy was dealing too. I, I didn't think yeah. he was going out. I believe I it was one nothing, and you tied at one one, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was one one. Either the one we went up one nothing or one one. Yeah, that was the crazy um game where Sage, uh, Sage. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely my fa my favorite game of the year. I think we'll dive more into. The season as a whole, but I want to talk about opening day. Bailey coming on for the ninth inning in a five-three ball game. What was it like getting to come in and just play together as the battery? Close off your first game together. Like, what was the first game like? Was it extra special? Uh, to be honest, I didn't think about it much in the moment. Like, I wasn't like, "Oh my gosh, I'm throwing my brother in a live <laughs> game." I was more like, like I, I honestly was only thinking about like my first game jitters, which happens with me every year. I'm a little bit like mm. just a little on edge in my first outing of the year because you want to start off like on a high note. So I, I wasn't thinking too much about like, oh my gosh, look at Simon right there. But um, he, he was there definitely to settle me down. I think I got a little bit carried away in that inning and he, you know, talked to me a little bit. He's like, hey, relax, man. And just knowing it's from Simon kind of like feels a little bit better than. <laughs> I did come out to talk to you, didn't I? I don't know if you came out to talk mm -hmm. to me, but I definitely threw a pass ball and you definitely said something like, hey, hey, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Because I know when it's from Simon, he's like, hey, dude, like, I love you, bro. Like, let's get this going. <laughs> like, I love Tyler Roper, but sometimes he would get mad at me. <laughs> I, I, I loved how intense Roper was. Like, one of my favorite <laughs> memories of the season was him going out. And, like, a lot of catchers, even when they're trying to really, you know, grill their pitcher, will be, like, 
a little subdued about it, but Roper is mask off, like pointing at home plate, yelling at Cody McClain. Oh, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. Do you remember like the exact yeah. bat I'm talking about? Because the funny thing it was a three out count. McClain comes back and he gets him, and I was like, my god, like the, yeah. the balls yeah. on that catcher. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Yes, that outing is a funny one in my memory because do you remember the? So yeah, yeah, you got him second and third, one out. The guy that you struck out for out number two was a mammoth, a big guy, was he? Oh yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And it because like yeah, I, I remember because yeah, he he was huge and he was about as late on your fastball as I bet <laughs> those San Diego Christian kids would have been. Oh man, Dang. I wanted to ask, no, is there a? Yeah, yeah, you, you go for it. Of his head. That what? pitch, the, I know what you're talking about. It. Oh, yeah. That yes. Was that yeah. pitch was literally outside and above his head. He just wanted, yeah. wanted to hit it. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, I meant to <laughs> do that. <laughs> I meant to throw it <laughs> <laughs> Just to add a few things on that day. I don't yeah, think go the for viewers it. realize how dark that game was. Oh. No, it was, was crazy. Like the hardest thing I've ever had to catch. Oh, yeah. Because obviously it's hard catching Bailey because it's straight flames. But mm. it was literally almost pitch black. Because yeah, it's January 21st, pushing 6 p.m. Yeah, the oh, yeah, sun was, was behind the hill, and it was straight cloudy. Get that way. They get that way. They're so mm. dark. I told him that over the – over. We, okay, one time in uh, winter break, I threw live at bats to Simon. He was complaining about how dark it was outside. <laughs> it was way lighter than that. I'm like, Simon, we're going to play in this dark – like literally at nighttime, and I'm going to be pitching <laughs> to you. Okay, and you can't complain about it then. And then first game, look what happens. Like <laughs> So brutal. <laughs> Yeah, it's gnarly. Is there a is there a specific game from this year that sticks out to you guys? Like on a ninth inning, I mean, was it one that was a little extra intense or just a little, I guess, extra memorable at all? Oh, Masters was kind of lit. That was sweet. Uh, First Masters. Is that the game where Ruiz was getting into it with there? Yeah, I think first. Oh well, no, because they weren't chirping yet. Maybe second Masters. I think second Masters. First Masters, they got two hits off. Oh, that was lame. That was the first time I gave up two hits in an inning in two years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know. Like, and for me, I like, I felt the most dominant against Oklahoma Wesley, even though I gave up like a – I think it went through Travis's legs anyways, but like it was, okay. it was a hit. It was a he, shot. He smacked it, Muncie, okay? he was first it's team. Muncie, he was first team. Congrats to Muncie. <laughs> Whatever. But it did it, – it, it could have been fielded. But I felt the most dominant that day. I don't know. We, we were, and we were on the same page. Because Simon called all my pitches. So everything you saw, yeah. Simon was behind that. So – I felt most dominant on that day. Simon knew I was feeling it, and I would—I think I struck up the side. Mm, I think it was Masters, dude. First game? First game Masters, because Service. it was just such a hype game. Bailey in the bullpen. Uh, no, no, second game Masters. Second, second day game. Masters. Bailey's in the bullpen warming up, and Bailey's slider was the nastiest thing ever. Like, <laughs> it's already nasty, but sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, whenever I tell Bailey, like, uh, without words, that was nasty. I always shake my head. Yeah, I always catch him like, <laughs> that was so nasty. We go in there because I didn't play game three. Schultz always catch Sando, and uh, I go in that ninth inning. Yeah, and Bailey, the game of the day before when Bailey got the save, he just yelled, "Let's freaking go!" <laughs> and just popped. Did he? Did he use freaking? Oh, I should. I should. I did not use freaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, should I say it? Let's. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, let's blank go uh, sit down to their best hitter. Right, <laughs> right at his face. Well, wait, right. was it out number three? It was, it was yeah, the yeah, one yeah. we won the game. And then, oh, okay. Uh, I'm making sure I was going to say that's just leading off the inning. That's a... 
Yeah, no. <laughs> beef insinuated from there on out. Um, I might have. Yeah, that's what started beef. That's, that started the beef. It was kind of a chill game up until that point. We were just like, gotcha. Um, you were just feeling yourself. Yeah, and then I just, I, I was just like, let it eat. Like I've always been a kind of quiet guy when I play. Like I, or I feel let go to the team. I've never really just like let someone hear it. But when I dominate someone who like thinks he's good, like, uh, <laughs> like I wanted to, so I let him hear it a little bit. Yeah. Um, that kind of started that beef that weekend. Anyways, right the second day, when Bailey's stuff was just super nasty, I think you had two Ks, but, and then you struck out, um, no, 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 the three hole. You struck out the guy that you yelled at in day one, yeah. but then their three hole, but I only had was a hit all last, weekend. Was that the last guy? Yeah, last it was, was a slider in the dirt in the box, and like, somehow I picked it, I like dove and picked it, it was one of those lucky ones, and I tagged him, and then like, it was super hype, uh, and that was <laughs> Bailey's second save of the weekend, so that was really cool. Um, and then we went up three zero in the series, which is sick. But yeah, that was yeah. Super we needed fun. needed to get those first was... three because game four was not a likely win. Yeah, our offense just stopped yeah, game happened. four. It happens. Yeah, it is what it is. It's what it is. Could have won. G sack champs should have swept. <laughs> yeah, we were the G sack champs statistically. I believe it. Yeah, you, you can tell it to Vanguard on Twitter because, like you said, was that fourteenth is way cooler than seventeenth, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's like sick guys. Great job. <laughs> Three spots higher. Couldn't even win your own league. Who was the guy? I believe, I, I believe it was on Menlo. Because I want to talk about a, one of my, I guess, like favorite weird memories from this season. But last year on the road at Menlo, it was the first hit you gave up. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, on the road at Menlo last year? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the, well, that, technically that was the second hit I gave up. Okay, my I bad. Up, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, it was, uh, was it Ottawa? I think I threw a, I, an Ottawa, the little lefty on Ottawa, two outs, single up the middle, almost hit me. I, I just know. poked one, yeah. I don't know if you remember that one, but uh, that was the first hit I gave up that year. But yeah, second, I don't know, it was like their best player, and he was talking trash all day. No, that's like, exactly what I was saying, that. because on one of base, my... Crash to guard. Yeah, exactly. Is this year, yeah. remember, it was one of the days Corey took a, a complete game shutout into the ninth inning. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> you, you, about. Yeah. You guys were up like 11 to nothing or 13 nil. <laughs> And he acts one out to to left field, and he's walking past oh, yeah. the dugout and the home crowds, telling him to keep talking. Yeah, so I'm not gonna say Jacob that that was because of what I said when he rounded third, but let's just say it could have been because I didn't say. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, I I I said something to him, like I, I said I said like. You're no longer an affiliate of Westmont. You can you can admit it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I actually no. I actually don't remember what I said, but I definitely said something to him. And Isaiah tried to tell me to stop saying stuff, and I did. Uh, but <laughs> Jacob, I said, he was talking specifically to Justin Sanders' dad, who is our. I thought so, dude. Everybody, everybody was talking to Justin Sanders' dad. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, awesome. that was so funny. I love it. He was talking. I think he was literally talking to Justin Sanders' dad. Oh. He, might no, have, he, took, might have been he hit the bomb, turned around, looked at our bleachers. Oh, and said, yes, uh, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. that. Oh, I know. I didn't know that. I thought you were talking about when he did the hand signals to us after I said something. He did that too. He did do that. I didn't yes, know he, he said, did both. Talking they were down yes. eleven, nothing, and then he said, "Keep <laughs> yep. talking." Yeah. Yep. Jeez. No, that's what I was going to say. I think that guys specifically in the GSAC have the least amount of feel for like a baseball swag that I have ever seen in my life. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You, I am so for pimping home runs and talking trash. Yes. Me, when <laughs> the moment, like, like the, the kid that hit the walk off last year for USAO, that's how you pimp a homer. Yeah. That's tight. Like you just went to the regional, like good for you. Exactly. Like I, I struck you, I struck out the master's guy to win the game. Like I'm going to, like, I'm going to let you hear it maybe a little bit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You just got beat. 
but like you're down 11 nothing like i don't you have no room to do that Not exactly <laughs> like you just look like a douche you don't like look you don't look cool Exactly. And I don't think that like as a teammate, I would take kindly to that too. Like, I feel like there is a time and a place, but I feel like you kind of just make your team look a little immature yeah, or foolish when worse. you don't get a yeah, feel. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I totally now, agree. I want to ask overall Westmont career, what a few of your favorite memories are looking back on them now that they're all done. My favorite memories. Bailey, yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um. Uh. One of them's got to be uh probably like Isaiah's walk off grand slam against UBC. I think that was pretty. Sick. Three three run homer. The three run homer, whatever that whatever the <laughs> runs was, like that was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Only walk off home run I've been a part of. Um, that was cool. I think being uh going to regionals twice, uh, going to Mississippi with the boys my sophomore year, that was a pretty cool experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, uh, I think the weekend that I won GSAC Pitcher of the Week, where I, uh, uh, my junior year against Menlo, I think that was a really cool weekend for me. Um, I just remember how hyped I got on the first save because I came in like two outs or one out, second and third were up by one, and I struck out two guys, and I just like mm-hmm. from then on I was just like dominant, and it just felt that felt good. Um, playing with Simon, I think Simon's home run was probably a pretty cool moment for me. Uh, that was sweet. Gave him a big hug after. That was pretty sweet. Um, there's so many others I just can't like. Yeah, I don't, of course. I don't remember a lot of them, but like they were like there's a lot of really good experiences. Yeah, for me, I think that that Isaiah Homer is like literally probably the defining moment of like my college career. Like yeah. without that Homer, that's when, so that's much when doesn't happen. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And just thinking about like I I think that. And like, I mean this in the best way, too. If you're pitching in that opening round last year, I think we go to the World Series. And just oh, how, yeah. how no, lethal no, you've no been. I, yeah. Because no like, there, there was a few, few of those games, especially early on. What was the first loss against the uh, Antelope Valley? Yeah, we it was one of those tight. Mm-hmm. And I was, th- yeah. I, I was thinking, man, like, if Bailey is healthy, those kids don't score after the eighth inning. It's just, yeah. Nope. Yeah, I think we would have gone. I think last year's team, my junior year, was the best team we've had in a while. And I, mm-hmm. it sucks we all got hurt. but. uh yeah, I definitely wish I had a chance against USAO because they talked once again. They talked a lot of trash, but they almost didn't have. They backed it up, yeah. If I, if I was there, yeah, right on. But like, luckily, like one of the reasons you weren't pitching, one of the things I wanted to touch on is the fact that you know Westmont's not going to be the last place that you play baseball. You know, we're we're all looking forward to seeing your career here develop here in the next handful of years. But I guess what's the near future look like for you? You know, with the ongoing COVID crisis and everything, the MLB draft has been trimmed down. So probably looking at some sort of undrafted signee, but I guess, you know, yeah. talk to me about that. And I guess what your plans look like here in the next few months. Yeah. So I've been talking to teams a lot, um, still in contact with them. Uh, recently they put out temporary scouting rules. So I actually, you're actually allowed to reach out to them. They can talk to you for a while. There, uh, right when the crisis happened, there was a ban on it. Um, but uh, from what I've been hearing from a lot of scouts is um, definitely not going to be the full 40 rounds that it normally is, which is, which sucks, but it is what it is. Um, I've heard from a couple scouts that if there is, uh, if they have a season and we play a season this year, that they might make it ten rounds. But if there's not, it might be five rounds. Um, but they, most of the teams I've talked to have talked to me about being a free agent and signing, and I'm 100 percent for that. Um, and I've been talking to multiple teams about that. So the ne- next coming months is kind of me just living at home, 
and training every day. Um, getting my throwing up, getting my strength up. Like it's like a small little off season right before I go into something that's yeah. uh, a lot more taxing on your body with uh, the minor leagues. And um, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm I'm pretty hopeful that I'm gonna have a chance and an opportunity somewhere. Um, but uh, you know, it's not it's never set in stone. But I you got to go full, all all in on it, or else uh, you're selling yourself short. Yeah, man, I love it. I guess like this might be a tough question, but. I'm curious, where does your unwavering confidence come from? Because I think that is my favorite thing about covering you these last couple of years. The fact that you're not only nasty, but you're aware of it. And I think it makes it all the more fun <laughs> to get to witness yeah. it. So you know, where's that originated from and how do you maintain it? Um, I mean, I've always had um, a lot of confidence in things that I know I'm good at. So once I realized I was like good at pitching, um, I think my confidence side and slightly cocky side came out. But um, <clears throat> I definitely... Uh, I definitely have always been like that with things I'm good at. Uh, I think just like knowing that I can be so much better and how high my ceiling is compared to a lot of people. Like I start like mm. just notice, I notice things that like I do differently kind of to different people, like how they train possibly or how they go about their business. And I just like, I just like, I know what I'm doing is right to get to where I want to be and what they're doing isn't. So I just, I get confident from that probably. Um, and yeah, I just, I just like to, you know, you have to think, especially with like trying to play baseball, like you have to be a hundred percent confident in yourself. Like if I'm, if I'm 50% in on baseball and I'm like half thinking about trying to get a job somewhere, like I'm, I'm gonna like completely sell myself short of what I could make, like could do. Like, I, I need to be a hundred percent in on like myself. I need to be a hundred percent bought in on myself and what I want to do or else it's not gonna, it's not gonna pan out the way I want. Yeah. I think, you know, my years being around baseball, I think that a late inning reliever too, I think that is the most mentally taxing job in the world. Like, you know, getting a, I guess, front yeah. row seat to Kenley Jansen the last couple of years, like seeing some of the postseason losses, they have emotionally changed him as a human being. You see Craig Kimbrell, you know, a guy who was yeah, on top of the world for multiple years, a few bad outings. And all of a sudden these guys and their confidence and their swagger, it's like, it takes years to recover. It's, it, 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 it's, really, I think yeah, it's crazy. It it really does because um, you know, like while while hitting, you're supposed to fail as a closer. You're supposed to succeed. So yeah, you you have the smallest margin of error as a closer, especially and a shortening reliever. I mean, like mm. I could go out there and like I get I give up a hit, and then I get a bad call on a full count, and then another hit, and it's like GG kind of. It's like exactly you have yeah. to be so perfect, and you have to be so dominant, or else you can't do that. And like starters have, like the, I mean, a starter st being a starter is much like is just as difficult but like you have a little bit more room for error um but it's definitely mentally taxing like having to get ready to go every day like i mean it'd be nice to know when i'm pitching exactly like a starter like they throw on cory throws you know friday morning at 11 a.m mm -hmm. does this 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 on this day this day and this day like it'd be nice to be able to do that but like i guess you gotta be ready to go on both days so it is kind of tough yeah <clears throat> all right guys so i got two more questions for you each and they both kind of coincide with each other i'll give you the first one for Simon first, then Bailey. I want to ask, what made you fall in love with baseball? Ooh, wait, who's first? Simon. Simon. Okay, that's Sorry. me. I know. All right. Um, gosh, I don't know. I feel like my first memory of baseball is literally playing like wiffle ball with Bailey in the front yard, and him like teaching me how to swing. It's got to be real. Uh, definitely going to Dodger games, little kid, mm -hmm. and. I'm, I've seen you on Twitter saying this is the game that made you fall in love. Nine to five. You know it. Ten. Off of Trevor Hoffman. Russell Martin. Marlon, Marlon Anderson. Anderson. 
and no more Garcia Parra, who is my favorite player of all time. Oh, Two man. run walk off homer to win it. That was one of my very first vivid moments of like Dodger yep. Blue. Monday Let's night, go. September eighteenth, two thousand six. I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Yep. Yeah, that was the. Craziest I was five years game old. Ever. Uh, uh, that was epic. Absolutely. Epic. I, I was hooked. I think what I yeah. what I say about sports, like you know, it, it just it. It stretches your imagination to comprehend what is and isn't possible. And I think that yeah. that game just made me think if that can happen, it can happen again. So I'm going to stay tuned for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah, it's just – that was just one of those moments, man. Yeah. Insane. Bailey, what about you? Um, <clears throat> What made me fall in love with baseball? That's the question. I think, like, it kind of goes along with my confidence a little bit. Like, I didn't really know I loved baseball until I realized I could be good at it which is a lot of things with me. Like, unless I know I can be good at something, I don't really like doing it. Um, so I think it was tryouts for minors in Little League. I actually know it was. It was tryouts, minors, in Little League. And um, all of the dads, like, have their, like, have their, like, their, their boards out, their, like, <laughs> notebooks and their lawn chairs, and they're all, like, taking notes because you have to draft a team based off of, like, who's the best players and stuff and for Little League. And <clears throat> they all set up their – the field had no fence. It was, like, it was, like, above our Little League field that had the main field that had a fence. And they had, like, uh, the pitching machine going, and every kid lined up to hit. And you get, like, 10 hacks or something like that. And all the dads were lined up in the outfield, probably pretty far, like, pretty far out in the outfield so they wouldn't get hit. And I hit one over all of them. And I was like, that was tight. <laughs> like, I guess I'm good at this. And then ever since, ever, ever since that day, I, like, loved baseball, and I started playing good. And it was just fun to be good, I guess. And then you just, like, want to play. You want to keep playing, and it's, it's fun to just get better at it. Right on. All right. Last question. Yeah. I think it's a little more weighted. So that's why you fell in love with baseball. Yeah. Why do you stay in love with baseball? Um, why do I stay in love? You know, what keeps you coming back? What keeps you working hard for it? I've, um, I mean, as a, as when I was a hitter, obviously like that feeling of hitting is just like something that like sticks with you. Like it, it feels so good to absolutely just stroke a ball. But after becoming a pitcher, like, there's no better feeling than, like, especially since, like, driveline. Like, I got to tell you, Jake, like, there's no better feeling than hucking a really, really good green pivot pick <laughs> or, a, like, green ball pivot pick. Or, like, like that training mentality. Like, I love, like, doing what I'm doing right now is awesome. Like, I love playing every day. I love going to the yard. But there's something about, like, in my garage at home, lifting and throwing plyos and throwing baseballs, like, to get better at what I'm doing, like that, like really like makes me want to come back and like gets me up in the morning to go do stuff. Like I love throwing. It feels so good to do it. Like just letting a four seam rip and you just know it came out right. It just feels different. Like that's what, wow. that's what keeps me in love. Simon, what about you, man? Like, yeah, I would say just like yeah, putting in work is like super fun. Sometimes it's a total grind, but then like, here and there, you'll get, like, that thought of, like, something super hype that happened. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. I just want to go get back out there, like, and, like, play with my bros. Like, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I've had some pretty fun teams in the past. Just, like, team camaraderie is just Oh, yeah, that's huge. Too. <clears throat> I just, the vibe West wants so tight. Uh, <laughs> I had, like, the most fun baseball experience in high school. State semifinalists was super epic, <laughs> best, best record in school history, uh, and it was just, yeah, dude, baseball was just so fun. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes it's hard to explain like what exactly makes you stay in love. Besides the fact, no, that I, I, I get it. That's why I love the question because like it's it's it kind of it's just there now. Like you know, ba baseball, 
I think is unlike any other sport in which you can't be casual about it. Like you can't kind of like baseball, like either it's not for you or you love it wholeheartedly. And for some reason you just can't quite let go of it. No matter, no matter how many times it shatters you, you know, all of 2017, 2018 in the fall. But like, I don't want to get too much into that, but oh man, you know how it is. (laughs) Oh Oh man. Right on. No, you know, no, okay, no, before no, before I head into my outro stuff, genuinely, yeah. I knew the Astros were guilty. I couldn't tell you how, but like I knew something wasn't right, man. Yeah, I just like to make a disclaimer that I hate the Astros. Yep. Um, a lot. I I have sat down and watched every game of the World Series on YouTube. Oh my gosh, hours on hours, bro. Usually, I just watch the recap highlight videos, and it's like, oh yeah. wow. But I literally. I think it was two weeks ago. It was 2 a.m. Hey, I'm doing nothing. I literally yep. sat down and just watched game five. And then oh, Altuve man. hit the homer. I watched it for two hours. Altuve hit the homer. I turned it off. I was so pissed. Oh. Jacob, game, <laughs> game five of the 2017 World Series, I remember so vividly because I was in my room at Farmington watching it mm. by myself. And I called my dad two times that night crying my eyes out like, Dad, I can't take it anymore. Like, I, I can't take <laughs> yeah. them tying no. it. And it was, like, it I'm, was I'm exhausting. my mind. Yeah, I, I, it was so brutal. Like I had, oh my. Now I, I want to be honest. Like I, I was able to become numb to it when everything came out. When I was reading the articles about them cheating, and when I was seeing the videos, first time I've cried about baseball in a few years, just because like it, it just it, it sucks. Like I'd rather, and I, I think most Dodger fans I talk to agree with this too. I don't care about the eighteen World Series as much. I was proud of them for getting back, and the Red Sox oh, were the no, better I team. Like you I know, like yeah, I, I was proud no, that they made it. it. Exactly, and the Red Game Sox were awesome. Yeah, exactly. I don't, we, don't, we don't got to talk about it. But like 2017, <laughs> like it was the best team I've that ever seen. Year. And that was, was Kershaw's crazy. year, man. Like it was Kenley's year. And just to think about the selfish act of the Houston Astros, man, like I, I, I will never let it go. I will never forget it. And like I, I hope those exactly. guys like, have I mediocre careers. No, I love the Red Sox fans, man. I love all they've been through. They deserve to have a successful couple decades, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I am I okay on record saying – I don't think the Houston Astros deserve anything for the rest of their franchise's history. Man, that's bold. I think maybe like yeah. a couple year ban, but like yeah. unless they, they have like have minor league titles. jobs that open up in the broadcasting end, then then go Astros. <laughs> <laughs> then go Astros. Oh man, yo Jake, I, I want to try and can I can I uh, can I play something on on here? It's a uh, I took a live reaction recording of myself. When um Howie when, Kendrick, when Howie Kendrick hit the grand slam against us in Game Five this year, go for it. Let's see what you hear. Can I try and yeah. play it? I think you will Let's be able try. to hear the. You can hear the uh, Joe and Joe Davis announcing it, and you can hear the crack of the bat. So this is this is me in the fall. If I can. Oh wait, hold on. Here it is. Hi everybody. Uh, it's basically the top ten oh one. Keep it alive. Who do you want to win the match? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can hear it right here. This is already painful, yeah. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah so there's your one f-bomb <laughs> yep i just so you know folks at home i tell everybody at home it's a pg-13 podcast so there's one f-bomb per season and although we you know we, yeah. we i think we were able to cut it off before the end of it there you go follow yeah. bailey reed uh, first f-bomb in the next yeah. year history yeah so that was uh that was a live recording of howie kendrick 
But yet again, I don't hate the Nationals for that. Like, no, I, exactly. The, the Nationals yeah, have the been Astros, through. Bro. The Nationals have been through so much too. Like with their Game Five losses, like literally. The only fan base that I will ever have anything against in any argument is just the Astros. Like I, I, I will, I would exactly. let Carlos Correa punch me in the face if I could just tell him what I thought of. Let, that's that's awesome. I, me too. <laughs> yeah. Freaking cheating bag. Like, like I think <laughs> I actually I I, I disagreed with one thing you said on the Zay and Tay show. And you said, what if Alex Bregman was an OV? And you were like, I mean, like, oh man, that's Alex Bregman. I was like, nope. If Alex Bregman was an OV. I'd give him a piece of my mind and just wear everything he threw my way. Oh, yeah. I'd be a little starstruck probably at first, and then I'd be like, the hell, man. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not cool is an understatement. All right, man, that was a fun little five-minute tangent there. I I need to be able to talk to Dodger fans about it. Perfect. Right on. Okay. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. You know, like Simon, first and foremost, man, I appreciate your help in New Testament. You're one of the reasons I'm going to graduate with the degree this year. So I appreciate you awesome. and the boys helping me out. No problem. And then it, it yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be awesome to see you blossom into the you know, like I think you're already one of the leaders of the program, and that's really cool to be able to see a true freshman have that kind of mark in a program. And I can already see that you're going to be carrying that Reed legacy and making one of your own here in the next few years. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Jacob. It means a lot. And then Bailey, man, I I, I talked about this yeah. when we tried to record for the first two minutes, but uh, I, I wanted to touch on here so the folks at home know that I have a baseball playlist music-wise that I play on the way to Dodger Stadium and baseball games in general. And I have California Love on there, which is Kenley's jogging song. I have uh, We Are Young, which is Kershaw's warm-up song. And I added Cold as Ice last year because, Bailey, you're one of the yeah. names and one of the songs I think of, man. Like that song I think I'll listen to for the rest of my life, and it'll take me back to broadcasting at oh, Westmont yeah. College and just the beginning of it all. And I guess personally, I wanted to thank you because although, you know, we're in different fields of baseball, obviously you're going to get paid to po- play it. And maybe I'll be <laughs> lucky to get paid a couple bucks to talk about it. But like you yeah. and guys like Kagul and Rob Hill being able to go on to higher levels, it makes you think that, you know, you're starting at Westmont, you know, the baseball world, maybe that is a launching pad for it. So just, I appreciate all you're doing for Westmont sports and Westmont baseball, especially, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to make yeah. it for the, the Westmont community. That'd be cool. Heck yeah. Any last words, fellas? Go Dodgers. Go Warriors. Go Dodgers. Uh, Iron Man's the best. And Captain America's overrated. Infinity War's better cool. than Endgame. Don't at me. All right. A couple hot takes there <laughs> to end it, folks. We appreciate you joining <laughs> us. Appreciate the Reed Brothers. For now, with the Reed Brothers on the Next Year Podcast, I am Jacob Norling wishing you a very pleasant day wherever you may be.